0: You're listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to episode 24 of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockolds, And I am delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the Tool Station Western League Bulletin. It is Mr. Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Thanks. Always good to catch up. How are you doing? Uh, Well, I'm warm,
1: which is more than I can
0: say for the weather outside. Mm. I mean, I know it's incredibly British if we start talking about the weather, but it is a bit nippy out there. But, you know, I, I don't really it. have any, I don't have anything more to add than that. Um, on this week's podcast, uh, we'll obviously be taking a quick look at the, um, at the FA Vars. And um, uh, I think one of the standout results, I mean, congratulations should go, of course, to Falmouth Town. Um, as well But Bridgewater United Winning at Farnham Town I never thought they'd do it um, But they did And um, and good luck to them We'll be hearing from Andy Llewellyn uh, And our first division uh, interview Will be with um, Rob Nash The manager of uh, Warminster Town We haven't had Rob on um, for a while So it's good to, um, good to hear from him as well So we'll start by looking at the games played On Saturday the 13th of January And we'll kick things off in the FA Vars We had three sides Involved in FA Vase fourth round action will kick off with Falmouth Town. They hosted Hartpury College.
2: They did, yeah, and it was, uh, yeah, well, that's one of the fantastic results as we as we kind of touched on. So uh, Falmouth. Uh, moving through to the next round, uh, thanks to a 2 0 win. Um, so it was a penalty that got them, got them going uh, really early on inside the opening five minutes, and that was Jared Sims who tucked that home. So obviously under, under a lot of pressure, uh, big game and, and whatnot. So he did he did the business from the spots, put them one ahead, uh, and then yeah, it, well, I mean it was a pretty much an all-round team performance, wasn't it? To keep a clean sheet, I know Hartbury have knocked out at least one of our sides in the in the competition. I think it might have been two, to be fair. Uh, so Falmouth uh, keeping them at bay for the 90 minutes uh, proved pretty crucial. Uh, and then there was a goal from Jacob Grange with about 20 minutes left on the clock, which yeah put them two goals clear. And uh, and that was how it stayed. So Falmouth uh, grabbing a 2-0 win over Hartbury and moving on to the
0: next round. So, so yeah, real, real amazing stuff. Bridgewater United caused a major upset away at Farnham Town. Farnham, one of the leading clubs in the competition, everybody expecting big things of them. Uh, always difficult to go away from home, but Bridgewater—they managed to come through this one, Tom. Yeah, and this was
2: uh, much more, much more dramatic than than Falmouth's, um Well, pretty comprehensive win, so a two-one victory for Bridgewater. But it, yeah, it came at the death. Uh, lots of late drama in this one, which is, which is, um, yeah, uh, well, what the, what the neutral likes, maybe not the uh, the fans and the players, but yeah, it was um, uh, decided by the fine margins, you could say. I mean, Tom Llewellyn, uh, perfect set piece. Uh, put them in front uh, and that was uh, about an hour or so into the game. So uh, yeah, Bridgewater put themselves in position to to claim an away win and uh, it looked like they'd done that, uh, sneaking home maybe with a 1-0 win before. Uh, Ryan Kinan headed home for, for Farnham with about three minutes left on the clock. So that would have been a real a real, um, real killer at the death. But uh, yeah, Bridgewater, to be fair to them, they regrouped really well. Uh, going pretty much straight back down the other end and it was George King. Uh, excellent finish. Uh, made it 2-1 and yeah, that was uh, yeah much too late for Farnham to, to, to come back again. So Bridgewater also progressing uh, to the uh, the fifth round. So uh, a 2-1 win for them at Farnham.
0: The last time we spoke to Andy Llewellyn, um, it was shortly after he'd taken over at Bridgewater United. In difficult circumstances, I think it would be fair to say. Um, but this was a real opportunity to reflect on uh, a fantastic body of work since Andy has uh, taken on the job. And uh, a really, really fantastic win in the FA Vars. I started our conversation by congratulating him on that win at Farnham Town.
3: Yeah, how are you? Um, yeah, to be honest with you, um, we went against their, um, you know No one gives a bit of, uh, much of a chance for that game. You know, they were our uh, big favourites to win the whole competition. But um, obviously, we all know at this level, it's clubs at this level, step five. So, you know, on our day, but again, we don't know what the leagues, some leagues are tougher than other leagues. So, um, we went there, you know, confident, but obviously a lot of people didn't think we had a chance, and um, we knuckled down. and We got an absolutely tremendous result.
0: I'll be honest with you. I probably shouldn't be saying this in this interview, but I didn't <laughs> think I didn't think you'd get anything from the game. Um, no, uh,
3: a lot of pe- yeah, a lot of people were in the same boat, mate. But we, um, to be honest, with you, what done it for us was we had a tremendous result. We had foam the week before. Yeah, you did. Which yeah. done us the which done us the world of good, and then um, to win down there. You know, they've been on they've been on fire lately, so that gives us that self belief as a group we could do it. And to be honest, with you, the boys were saying, like, you know, you know, you know we, they enjoyed it so much down Falmouth, you know. And then we went to Farnham, and be honest, we had a lot of setbacks in the week. We lost, our, you know, we had no centre halves. Uh, Cribbs recalled their centre half centre half back late Wednesday night, obviously I couldn't sign no one on. The other centre half broke his tibia a couple of weeks ago, so we was, you know, we had, so. But boys stuck out, great character, and probably deserved a victory.
0: I think the listeners probably need to understand if if they don't know this already. F- Farnham Town are leading the Combined Counties League. They've played 17 games, they've won 17 games. So, how do you go about preparing for a game like that? And and and, and actually, within that, I have to understand how how you manage to do it with no centre backs.
3: Yeah, well, we um obviously we watched a lot of their videos in the week leading up to the game. We knew their strengths, but like you say, what a team like that? How can you sort of combat them? They've scored um I think they scored 90 odd goals, lit in seven. You know, you're thinking, but, but to be honest, we we scored nearly every game. Not not many games we didn't score, so we knew we'd get a chance. You know, in the game anyway. But uh, we had to change a few things. We trained on a Thursday night, changed a few of the tactics. You know. we had no height in the team, so it won't it went, um as no sort of like long crosses, deep crosses go in. So everything was on the on the floor. But when we got there, we saw the pitch. The pitch was absolutely tremendous. You know, we, lately the pitch has been very very heavy. You know, so um, we, when we saw the pitch, you know, obviously it gives us a bit. of say, you know, come on, boys. Get, or a passing game here you know get round them and that's what we've done we played round them you know loaded them in midfield and then obviously got through half time nil nil and then obviously we scored a great goal to go one nil up and then we had to put the on to but again great character they close us three minutes ago you could easily let you know, your head drop but again we, we took kick off they switched off and we scored the winner
0: fantastic stuff now and of course you're looking at um playing deal town in the next round now they've not quite got the record of farnham but they're still going very, very well. But I guess the most important thing about that draw is the fact that it's a home tie for you.
3: Yeah, all we wanted really was a home tie because um, everyone loves away day, no matter what level you're at. If you win away like we did Saturday, the coach journey um, and the atmosphere after, it makes it all worthwhile. But when you look at it, look at the draw, you know, um the favourites now I think of uh, Worcester City, they're in the northern half anyway, so we, could, we couldn't meet them. So we're just looking at it, get a home draw. And to be honest, the only team we didn't want was Falworth. And also congratulations to follow off on getting this through yeah. as well it's great for them as well and for the western league so um but you know so when we um and we were first at the hat as well number four come out so if oh, that's you know they'll see then deal come out But deal very very um very very good side in their level doing very well they've uh, been at Wembley before i think caution beat them last season i think so um they are they're well under that level deal time and velocity it's a long way for them to come as well but it should be a great great day and a great atmosphere but thing is before then we've got six more games we've got four league games and two cup games so there's a lot of action to be uh, fitted in the next few weeks. Well, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that because the fixtures are
0: really piling up, and I mean we're talking in January, in the middle of January, when traditionally, of course, this isn't a great time to get games on. We get a lot of fixture disruption, and that could cause your season quite a challenge, couldn't it? Because of course, if games are lost now, particularly the cup games, it puts a huge amount of pressure, you know, later in the um you know in the, in the season. So I mean, are, are you concerned about that?
3: Um, not really, not at the moment, no, because um like I say the weather haven't been too bad lately, so we've um, we've been lucky enough to have games like the the farm game we played with a lot of teams was off. You know, so um we are scraping through getting the games in. But again, you know, we're going into um like I say middle of January, we're third in the league. We're um, still in two cup competitions, well three cup competitions, Les Phillips, Somerset Cup and the VARS. So, basically, we've got a lot a lot to play for. So, um, yeah, weather-wise, we don't, <clears throat> don't need no more bad weather to come in. So, um, again, like the boys are happy. We're only training once a week at the moment. You know, so um, their fitness levels are high anyway. So, it's just like managing in the right way. You know, we've had hard games lately. So, um, but like anything, winning breeds confidence. If you just said two weeks ago, Falmouth and Farnham, you know, a lot of people would have said, well, get through them too. But then we come through them too with both two victories. So it sets, sets up nicely now for the fixtures to come ahead. So as far as you're concerned,
0: you know, keeping on playing and the regular games is a good thing at the moment for you because, you know, it keeps up that winning momentum.
3: Yeah, and also um, I think we've got a squad, you know, we've got a big squad, probably 15, 16 at the most, you know, so um, it <clears throat> keeps everyone interested as well. You know, you can swap one or two around so that, you know, people get in the old game. But the best thing about what's happened with us is because we've. um. Because what happened, obviously, a couple of months ago, a few players left. You know, a lot of them gone higher. We've had put um, young lads in, we've, and we've got a 16-year-old lad in goal, Isaac Finch, who's been absolutely tremendous for us. He signed for Bristol City this week as well. So that's how well he's done. Oh, that's fantastic. We put another lad in. Yeah, we put another young lad in, Finn Copper, right back again, 17 for the youth team product. You know, and they've both gone in, just settled in so well. So um, that's been a bonus as well. So um, yeah, it's been like it's been a hard couple of months, but then you know. Um, Christmas we lost a couple of the games and people say, Oh that's it now and then we started slowing down the table but again we showed great character and the R on paper is the two worst games we could have had but now looking at now it's the two best results we could have had and we can look forward now with a lot of confidence to the to the next round.
0: Well I, I was gonna to talk to you about one of those losses, Clevedon Town. Um and I did wonder whether actually that the game that you lost against Clevedon who of course are you know, rivals geographically as well as in the league. I wondered if that helped galvanise your squad.
3: Well, I'll be honest with you, after that game, I think that's the lowest we've been for a long time because we did deserve to lose. You know, we had chances. The weather conditions was, um horrendous that day. So windy. You know, we battled well. We've done really well. I had missed chances and then they scored last kick of the game, literally, and took the point. So it could have went the other way. Like, now, you look at the fixtures, and like I said, you look at Fulmer from Farnham. And you're thinking, well, it's going to be sink or swim now, you know, because obviously, um, you know, be honest with you, um, Cleveland won a high after that game. We want a be able low, but then we've come back with two wins and they've come back with two losses. So that's how football changes so quickly. You know, so um, they say every game's different. It is, you know, you've got to put yourself up, you know, and show your character and show yourself self-belief. And that's what we've done. You know, so hopefully we can uh, continue this now in the next um, next three weeks.
0: Now, the last time you and I spoke, it was not long after you'd taken over the job at Bridgewater United. How different are you feeling from that time?
3: Yeah, obviously, things have settled down a lot now. Obviously, results on the pitch matters anyway. That helps a hell of a lot. So, um, in general, obviously, uh, the owner has put no pressure on me. You know, he's just said, look, you know, what's happened has happened before now. I've just got to get on with it. You know, like um, even he said, you know, the two games, Colm off and for he wasn't expecting nothing. But now you've won them two games, you're back thinking, well, maybe they've you know, got still still in the shadow of the league. Definitely stay in the show of the cup, you know, like, um, so there's was, there was no pressure whatsoever. But yeah, it's like anything, I'll we'll say it's before the two young lads have come in, done very well. You find things that when you're struggling, you're not struggling, but when you, things go against you, you find things out. You find what your tough characters, strong characters are, and that's what we've done. So we can, um, we can go to now, the, I think we got Ilfco on Saturday, which is always a tough game for us. We've got Barton and Leicester Cup on, um, next Tuesday, and the week after, we've got a great match at, in, um, Taunton in Somerset Cup. So, You've got some good, good big matches
0: to look forward to. I mean, they're huge games, aren't they? And I guess each of them brings its own pressure. But if you can keep your momentum going, then the way you're talking today, the way you're playing on the pitch, that 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 winning momentum could carry on. I mean, it it's particularly with the small squad, it must put a pressure on you because at the moment, you and the players must think that you know you can achieve great things this season.
3: Well, especially after Saturday, like you know, like like, like you said before, um, how big that win was. You don't really sink into when you like afterwards when you look what they've done and all the all the press we've had since then. So, um, you know, then you realise how big a win it was. And so hopefully that uh, reflect back on the comments of the boys. But all the games, every games um, we play, in all seems to bring the best hand teams anyway. Most, except for Falmouth, most teams get the best crowd when they play us. You know, and so they say that every game, say, Leicestershire's be different. The uh, Somerset Cup team, it's always Somerset, uh, be different, but. End of the day, bread and butter is your league matches, but I think if you said to the players, what's more important that that, way they look at is Wembley, you know? Yeah. The you is, looking at it, we're only three games away. You know, we're home, we're home the next round, and then it goes national for the quarter-finals if we did get through, <clears throat> and then suddenly you're thinking, my God, this could be us. And last season we lost to Ascot Tang, very unlucky, we lost to them one 0 Own They went on to win the competition. So that's how close it is in footballs. It's, it's fine margins. But, like, uh, we enjoy it against Deal, we're we'll prepared right um, off the pitch, we're we'll preparing right for that game as well. That's one game to look forward to.
0: And my thanks to Andy for his time.
3: Now, we were so
0: close, Tom, to making it a clean sweep of all three sides. Brixham travelling away from home to North Greenford United, still none the wiser as to where North Greenford Hmm. is, other than very close, presumably, to South Greenford. Um, But, um, well, in the cruelest of English footballing traditions, Brixham were denied on penalties.
2: Yeah, absolutely. This was yeah, a bit of a bit of a um a bit of a kick in the teeth uh, for us and them. But uh yeah, Brixham couldn't quite make it free from three. Uh they they again really real impressive performance. Uh, fell behind early in the second half, uh and then they hit back. Yeah, amazingly. A couple of real uh real quick fire goals, uh, Scott Andrews and Aaron Wellington putting them two one up. Uh, and, yeah, it, another side in, in position to, to um, yeah, secure an away win. Uh, but unfortunately, the home side managed to find that equaliser. About 15 minutes or so left on the clock. That sent the game to penalties, and it was uh, North Greenford who progressed 5-3 five, five, on spot kicks. So, yeah, Brixham
0: falling uh, in the fourth round. And, of course, the draw um, for the fifth round of the FA Vars has been made. That was made... Uh, on Monday um, the 15th, and uh, I can tell you that Bridgewater United, well, it's deal or no deal. they got the all-important home tie. They are at home to Deal Town. Falmouth Town, uh, unfortunately, were drawn away. I quite often joke about the prospect of playing on the Isle of Wight as going into Europe, (laughs) but Falmouth virtually are um, because they're going to Jersey. They're going to Jersey Bulls. And um, not the home tie I'm sure that they wanted, um, but what an incredible, uh, what an incredible trip that's going to be for the players and the fans of Falmouth Town. And of course, we'll be keeping you fully posted um, on, on uh, preparations for those games. They're taking place on Saturday, the 10th of February. So it's absolutely fantastic that we've still got two sides involved in the fifth round of the FA Vars. Right. We will move on to our very own Toolstation Station Western League Premier Division and we'll kick off at clevedon town our league leaders well it was a clash of the titans mm. um because helston athletic uh were the visitors to clevedon town clevedon had a little wobble um last week so interesting to see how they recover well helston and um, were really looking to press home the advantage and uh, and and certainly did that tom
2: yeah they did uh, the second place side uh, moving to within a point of clevedon uh a 2-1 win for them big game we gave it the gave it the big build up last week, and it was pretty dramatic, to be fair. Uh, Helston, as I say, uh, claiming the two one win, and they went ahead just before half time. That was Tom Payne uh, putting them putting them putting them one up on the in the forty third minute. Uh, so uh, yeah, good good start to the game for Helston, but Clevedon, uh, yeah, they're not there. They've obviously table toppers for a reason, and then they came back into it. Uh, start of the second half, they they came out firing and levelled the game pretty 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 early in the second, uh, through Freddie King, uh, making it one apiece. Uh, unfortunately for Cleveland, they were then reduced to ten men, uh, and that proved pretty costly. I would say Callum Martindale then uh, scoring in the fourth minute of stoppage time uh, to, as I say, dramatic late win. Uh, Helston, um, yeah, leaving leaving Cleveland no time to 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 come back. Uh, and they they made the uh, made it made it counter two and win last cast victory and as I say they moved to within a point of Clevedon with that result.
0: And for those of you interested in looking at the highlights from that game, I can tell you that they are on Piran Films. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, a really top quality game, full of drama, played out at the top of the Premier Division. Uh, so always good to catch up with those highlights on YouTube. Uh, right, we will move on to Ilfracombe Town and um, they took on Shepton Mallet. Uh, it was, a, well, it, you, you couldn't separate these sides, Tom.
2: No, you couldn't. And it was, yeah, I think Shepton will have gone home the happier, the away side, uh, coming from two down to, to secure a two-all draw. So, yeah, good good point for them in the end. And it was, um, yeah, goals either side of the break. they uh, Kuhn, that is, um, yeah, real... Really important moment, just um, yeah, right at the end of the first, and then at the start of the second, that was Tyler evans lude putting them one up, and then Dan Wilson, as I say, right at the start of the second half, uh, doubling their advantage. So uh, two goals to the good. Ilford in pretty decent form. I think they would have fancied themselves to uh, to push on and, and and claim the claim the three points, but that wasn't to be. And Mallet came back into it. Uh, Callum Gould uh, scoring after around 63 minutes or so uh, got them uh, got them back in the game. Uh, and then it was ah uh, the the comeback was complete uh, shortly after by Josh
0: Jenkins so uh, and that was how it stayed so it finished Ilfracombe to Shepton Two. Well, they certainly would have gone home happier if uh, they'd have had some of those wonderful fish and chips that I had in Ilfracombe. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, the fish and chips of Ilfracombe together with the cider of Shepton Mallet. Can you imagine a better feast? Absolutely not. <laughs> Right then, a six-goal thriller played out at St. Blasey. They're certainly on a, an upward trajectory, as um, Oldland Abertonians found out on Saturday.
2: Yeah, they are. And it was a couple of uh, couple of uh, chaps who scored twice on the weekend for, for St. Blasey, George Newton and Lord Luke Cloak. Uh, scoring scoring braces for them in the win. Both of them uh, scoring in the opening 25 minutes to to put them two goals to the good. Uh, before Oldland uh, attempted a, well got got back into the game on about the half hour, uh, scoring their first of the afternoon. Uh, but then Newton uh, scored pretty soon after that, so it was three uh, one at half time. Uh, and then it was Cloak who added added a fourth, as I say. So both of them scoring twice. Uh, Zach Tucker scoring a late consolation for the Abbots, and, uh, but it was St. Blazy who, who ran out 4-2 victors uh, and in a reverse of the result earlier in the season between these sides when it was Oldland who came out on top. And now, a message from our sponsor. Whatever the job, with over 25,000 products
0: in stock and ready to go, you can click, collect and conquer at Toolstation. And now we'll take a look into the first division and we'll kick things off at Bradford town. I've been there a couple of times this season. They're holding their own in the first division, but the visit of Wells city proved to be a bridge too far.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. These sides pretty, pretty close in the table. I think it's just a couple of sides uh, separate them. And well, that's mainly now down to, to Wells's free one win at Bradford on Saturday. Real, real impressive victory. I would say uh, Craig, Craig Herod putting them, putting the one up at the interval. Uh, and then it was Michael Duffy making it two uh, nil early in the second half. And that was a, yeah, ex- ex- excellent finish from from all accounts. Uh, so Wells two goals to the good. Uh, Jordan Pinder uh, getting getting the Bobcats back into the contest, but then it was uh, Harry Warwick who wrapped things up. He's having a real good season. Seems to seems to score more often than not, I would say. Uh, and it was his his goal that made it three one, and uh, that was how it stayed. So Well City running out three one winners at Bradford.
0: Now the eighty eight people at Hengrove saw eight goals, <laughs> um, most of them for the away side. Tom.
2: Yeah, absolutely. This was uh, yeah one of Longwell Green's uh, most impressive uh, performances of the season. I would I would say um, they've got back-to-back wins to start the, uh, the the well the year 2024. So yeah, good good start for them. Uh, and yeah, six-two victory. So yeah, a thumping win really. Uh, Matt Brown and uh, Sunny Pascoe uh, both uh, both scored last weekend, and they're both on the score sheet once more. Both scoring twice in this one, in fact. So uh, a bigger away win for Longwell Green. Liam Oswin, and then there was also a known goal actually for. Uh, in Longwell Green's favour. So, yeah, as you say, uh, 6-2 win. And, uh, yeah, the, the away side and their fans will have gone home the
0: happier. Now, regular listeners to the podcast will know that we try and get most of our managers on at least twice a season um, across all of the clubs in, in the Tall Station Western League. It's not often... Um, sometimes it's not possible to get a hold of managers and um, we all lead busy lives. We do try our best to to make sure everybody gets a chance um, to be featured. And um, it's been quite a long time since we heard from Rob Nash at Warminster Town. Now, of course, as again, regular listeners will know, we like to get managers on after they've had a uh, a win because um, it tends to put them in a better mood. But but we speak to Rob off the back of a nil all draw against Shirehampton. Still a point on the road. Can't be a bad result. Uh, well, that was the opening question um, to Rob uh, when we spoke earlier.
1: We probably say it was no. Um, if you spoke to the Shirehampton manager, he'd probably say otherwise. Um, I think, to be honest with you, we we fought hard and came away with a point. They they had a few good chances uh, on another day. Would probably have they may have taken, but then saying that. We we've hit the posts and created opportunities of our own, but on the balance of play, I mean, there wasn't a lot in it. Just probably in the in the final third, we were a bit we've been a bit lacking of late. Whereas they had probably had a few more opportunities.
0: Now you had a disappointing result away at Odd Down on December the thirtieth, but an excellent win over high-flying Bradford Town on Boxing Day. Does that sort of topsy-turvy arrangement sum it, your it, season up?
1: It does, mate. It's, it's with the group of players we've got, we've got some real talented lads in our side and in our squad. They're, they're quite a young side, but at times we can be a bit naive um, in how we play. We're a bit open, for, a bit too open for, for my liking at times. But yeah, look, the odd down game, it was nil-nil at half-time. And again, it was a bit similar to Saturday. There was nothing in the game at half-time. And I think my half-time team talk was very similar Saturday was at odd down. So thankfully, um, they took a bit more nervous this week than they did at odd down. But... Then again, at the Bradford game, I mean, it was it was a big crowd, big derby that day. And the players, they, they were up for it. And I, I tried to instil in them that, that they can't just turn up for one game in four or whatever it is uh, to get a result. But they need to do it week in, week out. But I think that's what you get with a young side.
0: Uh, you're 17th in Division One at the moment. Do you think that's a fair reflection on your season so far?
1: Yeah, it probably is, to be fair. There's been a few games where we think Hallin at home, we we've conceded very late in injury time. Gillingham away, we were awful and we didn't we got beat that night when we we were we were turning up thinking we were going to win. Yeah, I, I suppose it is really because we, we, we we've had a tough run of fixtures, like same as everybody else. But yeah, it, it's what we what we've got at the moment, and, and we've got to adapt to what score we've got, utilise what we have, and just get the best out of them.
0: I mean, you, you mentioned a tough run of fixtures there. I mean, I, I think that the First Division is as competitive as I can remember it. I mean, is that how you're finding it?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, when you look at the table, the top half a dozen sides, all very good. Um, I think head probably are the best side we've played this season. On our day, we can give any anybody a game. I mean, they only beat us by the odd goal, as did Wincanton. we we'll say we beat Bradford. Cribs, Cribs beat us quite convincingly at home. But, like I say, when we've got our full, full 15, 15, 16 first-choice players, we'll give, we'll give any of those guys a game.
0: And has that been the big challenge for you this season, that sort of player
3: availability?
1: Basically, we had to start again. I think from the players we had last year, I've probably got three or four that are still in the squad this year. We we had to start again. We, we recruited predominantly locally. Um, we've had a lot of guys come to us from local leagues, um, young lads. They've come looking for senior football um we've got a couple of guys got three now actually three from from the chippenham set up that have come over to play for us um but they're all these lads are 20 19 20 21 but they're all willing to learn getting the experience at this level so he's good we'd love to be able to keep them together for another couple of years and who knows where we where we could go but yeah it's been difficult it has been difficult and like every side you get injuries and suspensions and it doesn't help but when we when we are down to the bare bones it is we we do struggle a bit
0: so i guess when we look back at 2023 it's you know a, a year not without challenge um but when you look ahead to 2024 do you think that the fans can be a little bit more optimistic about your
1: progress yeah i think i mean at the start of the season i think a lot a lot of people even our own home supporters a lot of a lot of people have written us off and we thought we were gonna finish bottom and we were no hopers. And to be honest with you the start of the season I didn't we we didn't have any points after four or five games. And we then we started to pick up points. Then 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 the guys the young lads were getting the experience. They were getting used to the step up. Um and they've they they've gradually grown into it. And um I think we will upset teams the rest of the season and we will pick up a few more wins. I didn't set any any targets or where we're going to finish the only thing I, that speaking to people within the club we just want to stay in the division hopefully keep this nucleus of payers with us for uh, another two years and push on from there. And see if we can we can be contenders again
0: well you've got a test um your next game is against well city and um i mean you know they're, they're a side that's going well this season
1: yeah yeah i mean uh, when you look at their results they they had a good vase run as well they had a good result Saturday at Bradford again uh, from from previous years going down there we, we've had some good results down at Wales actually last year wasn't so good we lost 4-0 but but yeah a good side and it's what I see every week we, we will have to be our best on Wednesday night just to get something from the game
0: I mean, you mentioned earlier in the interview about, you know, sort of not, you know, the message to your players being there's no point being up for, you know, one in four games. I guess the Wells City game, because they are a quality side, is one where you probably don't have to worry about them being up for the
1: challenge. No, that's right. I mean, you try and say the right things to the lads. We just try and instill confidence in them. We tell them to go and play without any fear. We're not not worried if they they make a mistake. We're not going to tear them down a peg or two, we just want them as long as, they're, as long as they're learning from any mistakes they make, and especially against these the better sides, who will punish you when, you when you do make mistakes as long as you learn from them, you're going to progress
0: I guess you've got the opposite problem though in the games afterwards, haven't you, because you've got Gillingham and Canesham, now those two sides are immediately below you in the table so i mean you know even on paper you'd be targeting those games um to get to get something but you know like you've you've said before you you just can't take anything for granted this season
1: no absolutely not i mean i i'm not one for looking at other people's results too much i try and just take it game by game i will have a quick look at how they've done in recent weeks but that's as far as it goes with me i mean i don't want to read too much into to form because i, I mean i've been in around the western league now for for the last three or four seasons, first obviously with Andy Crabtree, and and I know on any given day any team could beat anybody. So it is it's, it's what happens on the day a lot of the time. And and if you can get your players, especially our our squad, if we can get them all fired up on the day, we can be a match for anybody.
0: That game against Canesham really interests me because I think Canesham have been in a false league position this season. And like you, they're a side that's made up of, of, of young players. And I guess that you've you you know you've articulated in this interview the challenge that you have working with you know young players in terms of their inconsistency. But that could be one hell of a game, couldn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, see, they, they won at the weekend, Canesham. But them and Gillingham, I think, have, have both picked up results in recent weeks, months. Like ourselves, we can easily beat somebody three or four nil and then play them the following week and it'll be a reverse score. So yeah, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, we were due to play Canesham last week and obviously the weather intervened um, and we've got them, got them at the end of the month. Yeah, we've got, when we've got Gillingham next Wednesday and then I think the, the Gillingham match starts, we've got six games in 17 days, something like that Um, from next Wednesday. Yeah, it's going to be quite a, an interesting period for us. Obviously an opportunity to pick up some points in a short space of time. You go on a, you pick up two, three, four wins in that time and and you, you seem soon, soon start to go up the table.
0: And my thanks to Rob for his time. One last game to discuss in the Premier Division, Canton Town. You know what's coming, Tom. Well, Brislington with the visitors, and not you know we still Everyone's expecting big things of, of Brislington. They're still getting talked up by a lot of the managers that I'm speaking to on the podcast. But I think it would be safe to say that they weren't at the races on Saturday, Tom.
2: No, they came unstuck, didn't they? Uh, a 3 1 uh, defeat for them. So, yeah, this was, uh, um, well, in, in theory, the battle for fourth when Canton uh, leapfrogging Bris uh, with this victory. Uh, both now on, um, yeah. Well, similar similar records. Both played similar amount of matches. Canton up to fifty-two points, just uh, as I say, overtaking Brislington, who who sit in fifth on fifty. But yeah, three-one win for them. They'll have they'll be over the moon about this and uh, coming from behind to do so as well. So Brislington uh, started started the better and led at the interval. Uh, but it was uh, yeah, in Canton, who yeah finished the game well on top. Uh, 59th minute goal from Jamie Thompson. Uh, getting them back on level terms and then um yeah it was well the late show really that the that, that completed completed this win for them Connor williams hacked down in the box allowing tom Jarvis to to step up and uh, fire home from the spot to make it two one uh and then it was jacob sevier adding the finishing touches he uh he scored in in stoppage time uh to to hand brislington back to back league defeats uh pretty rare
0: but yeah when canton um yeah coming home with a with a wet sail and running out three1 winners and we'll take a look ahead to the games being played on Saturday, the 20th of January. What's your pick in the Premier Division, Tom? Ooh, I've gone four. St. Blaise against
2: Barnsburg. I think you kind of mentioned St. Blaise. Starting, mm. starting to find a bit of form. I think... Um, I- i don't quite check the table. I think they're in uh, in 11th, so it's not not high flies at Blaze. You wouldn't say, and they're taking on the Barnstaple side, who who sit above them in in sixth. But I think yeah, I think you you're probably right in the fact they're starting to starting to find some find some form. Had a couple of impressive results of late, but yeah, um, they're beating in the league since November, so something's got to give here. I
0: think this should be a yeah pretty decent game. And um, I'm going to go for Helston Athletic against Shepton Mallet. Clevedon having a little bit of a wobble at the moment. I wonder whether Helston have got the momentum to be able to capitalise on that. They'll um, want to um continue their good run of form i'm sure and they'll be looking at this game um, particularly at home i'm sure as a good opportunity to take to take three points but shepton mallet aren't to be underestimated and um, i think this will be a really interesting test not just on the day but also um to see um just as a check on um helston's title credentials so um yeah, uh, that's my pick in the Premier Division. Now, moving on to the First Division, uh, what's your pick there, Tom?
2: Uh, well, we touched on Brislington just now, didn't we? And their uh, recent struggles, so I've gone for their game. Uh, they travel to to Radstock, obviously a big big game at the top, second v fifth. And uh, yeah, I think this will be a, another good test for for Brisington. Obviously, uh, as I say, back to back defeats, and uh, yeah, they want to they want to rebound, won't they? But that will not be easy uh, when they travel to
0: take on Radstock. And um, my pick in the first division is um, Wales City against Bitten. We talked about Wales City earlier um, because they're on. Well, they had a very good win, of course, over um, at Bradford Town. And they'll be want to backing. They'll be want to back that up um, with a win at home against Bitten. Those of you who keep an eye on these things, particularly on social media, and of course in Tom's excellent bulletin, will notice that the Bitten game at the weekend um, was abandoned. And uh, I am sorry to report. And um, that that was because of an injury to a to a a Bitten um, player. I think he uh, dislocated his knee, um, which is <clears throat> obviously never pleasant. So um, hopefully um, Bitten will um, um, be able to bounce back. But um, yeah, I'm sure that will be a competitive game towards the top of our of our first division. Now, we, when I say things like towards the top of our first division, of course, that would, that would be a wonderful segue into me and Tom talking about the league tables, but we're not going to do that because we <laughs> did that last week. Um, we are going to talk about the goal scorers though, Tom. So who are our hot shots?
2: Yes, no, absolutely. It's always always good fun to catch up on this. Uh, we're going for the uh, all competition list, so every, well, includes every goal. Uh, try and try and go uh, from what's on the uh, the full time website. So I've gone for the top five who've all got more than 20. So we've got new Louis Snail and, uh of Shirehampton who has 20. In, uh, in, in, yeah, uh, we've got Matt Garner of Wincanton on 23. Uh, Jack Fawn of Bridgewater notch his 24th recently. Uh, we've got Jared Lewington uh, hit a real um, purple patch of late. He's up to twenty-seven. Couple of couple of recent hat tricks for him. <clears throat> Uh, but still leading the way and uh, extending his lead pretty much by the by the week seems to be uh, Ethan Feltham uh, obviously a porter's head he's up to 40 in all competitions now a couple more on the weekend including a, a goal of the season contender I don't know if you've managed to catch that one on, on social media but that was that uh, uh, that was that was uh, yeah pretty incredible their 2-0 win over for Bocco he scored both of course he did so uh, yeah porter's heads Ethan Feltham leading the, uh, the scoring charts uh, with 40 goals in all competitions
0: so far this term well, thanks for that tip. I should definitely be checking out that goal <laughs> uh, on social media. Everything Good. else, of course, we've discussed uh, on this week's pod can be found in your excellent bulletin. Where can the listeners find that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's on the, uh, the Tour Session League website. Uh, it's on the, the easiest place probably just to uh, get yourself to the homepage and, and scroll down. It's uh, There's a little tab on the left-hand side, and then it's also in the, uh,
0: the, the, the latest news bracket. So that, yeah, that comes out every week. Brilliant stuff, Tom. Thank you very much indeed for your time. And um, I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station Western League Podcast.